Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. On Wednesday morning, the 23rd of August, uh, Obi Beef Organic Managing Director, Darlene Ray, joins us this morning. She's been on the show before and she joins us on this Wednesday morning. Good morning, Darlene. How are you? Good morning, Ben. Great to be with you. Yeah, same. Um, Obviously, lots going on um, and the organic beef industry has never been at a more exciting time, but there is always some challenges. Um, A snapshot firstly, you know, a lot of your cattle and a lot of OB Organics beef comes from the Channel Country surrounding, you know, Birdsville and Baduri and and places like that. And one thing we have seen with those mid-year storms and, and through different times and through lack of funding from government is poor access. And that's always been a concern. It's been a challenge for everybody. But Never has there been a time where we need to be on the world stage and trying to market our beef. We need to be able to get them to market. And that's the real challenge, transforming it. It shouldn't be on the on the grower. It needs to come from some help from the government. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, millions and t- tens of millions or hundreds of millions of, dollar of export dollars for Queensland comes from the channel country in the form of... Uh, livestock uh, in terms of box beef, but also resources. And uh, we've been asking the Queensland government for many years, and I guess we're getting louder now, uh, to make more of an investment in the roads that move our commodities out of Western Queensland and to the world. Well, the problem is that they want this tourism business. And, you know, you can talk about, like, you know, the big red bash, and you can talk about all these things, birds or races. They want all these people to go there. You can't have all that traffic on there. There's a business that's got to be run as well, and that's just one part of it. But you talk about Western Queensland, you talk about, you know, go as high, you know, out past Longreach, all down through there. There is a lot of work that needs to be done on roads. Now, you're right about it. I thought we were getting somewhere. I genuinely did. I thought there was some funding in the budget. There had been some talk even with the highway between Bullia and across to Western Australia. But since the last 12 months, it's all been, it's completely been pulled. And, and there must be some frustration coming from your end. I can only imagine how the producers are, but they want all this tourism dollar and they're happy to get everybody out there from all around Australia, which is great, but they're not looking up to the people that, you know, provide the beef for the nation and, and want to, it just makes no sense at all. Well, I think... Um that's one perspective. I guess the other perspective is that we, as an industry, need to do a better, build a better case to government to uh, move dollars around so that it's spent on very, very remote roads. And we're building a case uh, off the back of a Queensland government inquiry into a very specific road. So it's a road between, well, a couple of roads between Windora and Birdsville and Birdsville and Baduri. And they're in far, far southwest Queensland, 1,600 kilometres west of Brisbane. And you might say, um, why, do, why should the Queensland government invest in this road over other roads that need investment in? What we're saying is it's not only uh, the beef industry and the resources industry that, that use these roads, it's tourism as well. And it, there's some really interesting facts that have been presented to, to the Queensland government in, inquiry uh, last week actually in Birdsville, showing that the, the tourism nights for tourists travelling to both the Big Red Bash and the Birdsville races is more than the magic millions uh, on the Gold Coast. It's quite incredible. So the Queensland government and, and, and businesses throughout Queensland are earning more money from tourists 
that attend the Birdsville races and the Big Red Bash than they do from tourists attend uh, attending the Magic Millions. So why won't they put money into that? Like, if, if that's the case, why are you guys not getting the access? I mean, you want the access so you can get the beef out. So I know you're talking about it in greater, but like, is that a, is that a real distinct possibility? Can they see that? Well, I think one of the challenges is this particular road that I'm talking about has 185 kilometres of dirt. And when uh, there are decision makers deciding when to, where to invest money and when to invest money, we don't we don't expect to get $90 million to bitumen 185 kilometres of road. But I think what we need to start with is overtaking lanes, and that might come at a cost of 5 or $10 million. And I think what we see decision makers previously have said why would we invest $5 million for an overtaking lane when there's 185 Ks that, that don't have bitumen? So we won't invest there. We'll take the $5 million and spend it somewhere else in Queensland. Yeah. And so over 10 years, there really hasn't been anything spent because we've used that same logic. It's 195 Ks. Why, why just put in a 5 K overtaking lane? We won't do anything. But unfortunately, that snowballed into a, a problem now when we've got this road that's used by tens of thousands of vehicles that is not fit for purpose. And the other thing that's happened over the last decade is everyone's got bigger cars and yep. everyone's got a caravan. Yeah, yeah. There were 50,000 caravan res- registrations in Australia last year and a proportion of those are using this road and it's dirt. And so we need the government to, uh, the Queensland and the federal government to understand the business case has changed for investment in bitumen on these outback roads. Yeah, great flag, great flag as well. Talk to me about the organic beef industry at the moment. We've seen a real decline um, this year um, in the whole industry. Um, it was expected that there was going to be a decrease, but never to this level. Has the organic industry, from an export perspective, has it held up? Well, I think there is that rhetoric around there that, that prices have come back a long way, but... Well, it's um, not rhetoric, it's fact. <laughs> it's actual fact. will be interested to know that we... Uh, the second highest price we've ever paid for livestock was was last financial year, so sure. FY23 yeah, that yeah, ended sure. in, in June um, June 30 last year. So producers that have supplied OB for 25 years, the second highest price they've ever got was up to the 30th of June uh, this year. So uh, the price is coming back. Uh, export markets are still there for, for organic beef producers in Australia, whether you're an o- whether you supply OB or, or other businesses. The, the largest um, uh, portion of our product goes into the US and that's because there's an insatiable appetite for something different. So in the US, there are consumers there that are uh, eating beef from all around the world and what they want is a guarantee that your beef is clean and safe and they get that guarantee from Australia. And interestingly, Australia has the largest area of certified organic land in the world and the majority of that is in the Lake Air Basin. Yeah, so I mean, so there's obviously a real market there. That's the good thing. That's the best thing about it. So the market is there for it, regardless. So it is. It was always one of these things that you know people were like, "Well, it's very difficult to become organic, and it's very hard." But it, it's got simpler. You guys have made it. it not simpler. You still have to go through procedures, but the. The, the misconception that it was so difficult to get organic status, that's just not the case. Well, 25 years ago, organic beef didn't exist and Obi was the first business in the world 
that really exported organic beef. So for a producer that doesn't use many inputs, so they're not dipping their livestock, they're not using uh, certain types of vaccines, they're not um, fertilising their paddocks, uh, it's pretty simple for them to go organic. For producers that have, have had a heavy heavy chemical burden, it's a little bit, bit more difficult for them. For producers that are managing um, sort of uh, uh, diseases in their herd, it's a bit more difficult for them to go organic. But certainly out in Western Queensland where we have low rainfall, um, uh, we've got these huge herds. They're, they're eating uh, grass that's been growing for millennia. So uh, it's not seeded. There's no... Um, uh, there's no people that are buying seeds that are putting it out into the ground, growing grass, and then they're put, putting the animals on it. It's certainly um, much easier for them to go organic. And it's evidenced by the largest area of certified organic land in the world is in the Lake Air Basin, and a large part of that is in Queensland. Yeah, very, very good flag. Great to chat. You make valid points about this road and trying to, and the impact that it's having on the industry. And the government need to get in, and, and they really do need to fi- find a way to get some funding towards it to get it completely done and sealed. Um, no doubt, uh, Darlene, you'll be, you'll be pour, you'd be pouring a lot of energy into that because you understand the importance that it has completely not on, only on your business but also um, it, it helps a lot of people throughout Australia. Thanks so much for being with us as usual. Great to chat. Thanks, Ben. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland today. It's Wednesday morning the 23rd of August.